Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, I got to love that song. Don't you? I sure do. Hey, good morning. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Outdoor Show. We have got lots of information to pass along this morning. First up, we've got extended red snapper seasons in both Louisiana and Alabama. Perhaps you didn't get it. It was kind of a late notice. But Louisiana's 6% of the uncaught quota uh, is anticipated to be caught over the next couple of days. It opened up yesterday and will continue in uh, state and offshore waters for Today, tomorrow, and also on Labor Day. So get out there and uh, have your last fling with the red snapper. And while you're out there, uh, triggerfish has reopened to keep those, as well as amberjack is still in season. So you got several things you can go out and fish for. Now, if you're in Alabama, uh, you got a couple weeks to wait. Uh, October 12th and uh, 10th, 10th through the 12th, will be the dates for the additional uh, red snapper fishing. Uh, they were also underneath the quota when the final numbers came in. So when that happens, because states have the option to manage their own species, they are allowed to take those. But if you go over, then you get penalized for next year. A little complicated, but the good news is in Louisiana, you can catch red snapper today, tomorrow, and Monday. And in uh, Alabama, you'll be able to catch them Saturday, October 10th through Monday on October the 12th. Also, hunting seasons. Boy, it got here quick, didn't it? It's underway. This morning opens up uh, dove season. Well, actually, most areas open up in the afternoon. I'll give you a little rundown, and there have been some public areas that have been opened up for dove hunting, and if you don't have a spot to go and you want to try some public area hunting, I'll give you a list of those places. Uh, We also got news this week that the duck zones for the next five seasons in Louisiana, that is following this one, this one's already been set, Uh, They were set at the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting earlier this week. We'll run down that for you. Also, there's been a reported fish kill in Lake Charles, not unexpected, caused by Hurricane Laura. We'll tell you a little bit more about fish kills and how to report those. Also, we've got some events, finally, starting to show up on our outdoor calendar. Got a great kayak uh, opportunity for you kayakers, a little tournament coming up. Be the first of its time, the type, and it's going to be in Mandeville. I'll have more details on that. And we'll go out and get some local fishing reports following this week's after-storm surge. We'll see how fishing was after Hurricane Laura's passing. And we've got uh, this week two team members accused of cheating in a charity bass tournament. You guessed it, there are bad boys of the outdoors. Also found something very interesting. It is a, a set of 20 rules for hunting dog owners. And each week I'll share a couple of those with you. And also, I want to remind you, if you want to snake-proof your pet, uh, Fred Rayner is going to be making a trip from Texas to Louisiana, coming to the Bonnie Carey Spillway uh, here in South Louisiana. And if you bring your dog in a leash and 50 bucks, you'll leave with a snake-broke dog. I'll tell you how to sign up coming up just a little bit later on. And you can always text your questions, your comments, your messages, your fishing reports for your fellow audience members. You do that by texting us at 504 Two six zero one eight seven zero, 
And <laughs> I have to tell you about our Bayou Wild TV crew, Alligator Hunt, down in Parody at Hunter Island, a special guest. You're going to see him on an upcoming episode of Bayou Wild TV. The one and only, couldn't possibly be two of him, DJ Rhett. And we'll preview what's ahead on this week's show and for Season 5, upcoming programs, a new season in progress of Bayou Wild TV. Also have your Coastal Marine forecast for you. All right, if you're going fishing today and you, and you strike out, I've already got your excuse planned for you. This is absolutely maybe the worst tide day of the year, a .1 tide movement. That is not mucho water moving. Other than that, conditions would be nice. Light winds northeast uh, out of the northeast at 5 to 10. Going to be hot, about a 30% chance of rain. Uh, that's going to be offshore. Inshore uh, tomorrow, uh, you're looking at 5 to 10 easterly winds, smooth conditions, and offshore east 10 to 15. Going to crank up a little bit, but still not getting much more than 2 to 3 foot seas. However, that 1.1 average tide range, depending on where you are, you're going to have to find some choke points, and hopefully the wind blows a little harder to get that water moving if you're going to get much of a fish bite. Mississippi River, bottom falling out 3-9. We haven't seen that in quite a while. We'll get Ryan Lambert to comment on that because he's down there near the mouth of the Mississippi River. All that, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to jam it into two hours. So stick around. We're back right after this pause on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, taking a look at the radar picture, uh, very quiet out there, not too much color on it. In fact, you've got to go all the way south of Galveston, Texas, to find any storms, and those are all offshore. Otherwise, it's a clear picture, a pretty still picture, not a lot of wind today, but uh, unfortunately, no mucho tide. Let's talk to Robbie Campo, find out what's happening down in Shell Beach at Campo Arena. Robbie, how was the week of fishing following uh, Hurricane Laura this week? Well, you know, Don, it wasn't terrible but it wasn't great either um you know i our top boats is probably uh 35 you know 30 35 fish uh speckled trout let's say you know because everybody wants to target the trout so but they did they did make those numbers up with, with white trout and sheephead and you know uh fishing along rocks and going catching sheephead and trying to make that mixed box so um it wasn't it just wasn't bad don but it just wasn't great um, one of the things we had going against us this week is we never had much tide movement, you know, so we're on a downfall of this tide. So, uh, you know, with that said, that kind of makes things a little bit harder to go catch fish too. So, um, you know, it, it's just not ideal conditions right now. But, uh, I mean, it's so hot, man. I'm telling you, you feel like you're just going to melt out here, especially being around this marina, around this asphalt here. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is the worst. This is the worst. Gee, West, man. And they said the front stalled. I said, oh, my God. <laughs> we need that sucker to come on through here, you know. <laughs> I tell you, it's it's just been so doggone hot. And, you know, uh, and I tell you the truth, people just don't want to fish in this heat. That's just the, that's just the bottom line. That's just the way it is. You know, people just don't want to go out in this heat anymore. But, look, Labor Day weekend's here. You're off of work. Get your head out of bed and come on down fishing. Go, come on down. I know you don't have much tide movement today, and it, it you know, which is going to make things a little bit tougher. But hey, it'd be sitting inside, I guess, you know, and doing nothing. Or you could be doing honeydews or whatever. But uh, I'd rather be fishing even with without any tide. So, you know, you know, come on down. Hook the left at the bridge and come on down and see us. And we're going to get you in the water. We're going to get you fishing and get you on your way. 
Robbie, you know, the story this week has got to be the shrimp that have been showing up. I mean, people, you can't find a cast net. You can't buy a small recreational trawl. The shrimping has just been off the charts. Has that continued uh, over the last couple of days? Because I know last weekend particularly it was really hot. Well, you know, yeah, uh, you know, Don, they haven't opened up the uh, North Marsh over here. Bluffton Marsh is still closed. That's going to be closed to September the 11th. Um, <clears throat> you know, so the whole inside over here is still closed. But, uh um there's a there's a you know pretty good number of uh, shrimp being caught in lake barn and uh you know in the outside in the outside sound so yeah I, I, you would think with all these shrimp that's just around there you know the fish would just be eaten up but you know that's really just not the case because um, <clears throat> if it would be like that i would be telling you hey it's like that come you know you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know shoot you the line i'm telling you the truth you know what i mean it is what it is but uh I, you know don the Long Rocks has been uh, good this week, uh, you know, been producing a lot of sheephead on them. So that's what, been, you know, making people go uh, after they leave Dead Man's and Comfort Island and running by the islands out there. And they, they come back in and they'll go, you know, fish the Long Rocks and they, they pick up that, they pick up a few redfish or, you know, whatever, and they make a mixed box out of it. And, hey, man, that's just been, that's what's been saving the week. Lake Bourne has been, was pretty decent uh, in the evenings when the tide was falling. Um, you know, over on the eastern shoreline over by uh, from Jankies and St. Malo and, you know, Grandy going down the eastern shoreline. You catch all the redfish you want in the even time when the tide falls. Um, but, you know, it's just it just hasn't been, uh, you know, what we want to see. Everybody wants fall fishing to get here, you know, and I, I get asked every day, well, when, when are they going to hit the inside? I said, well, when we get the second front. You know, this moon here, Don, should have, we should be wrapping up on that spawn on, on the last spawn or so of the uh, uh, of the season for the speckle trout. So if we get a couple fronts, they're going to start coming back in, and you know, I, I, everybody just needs to be patient. It's going to happen. They'll be here. It's just you know, it's just probably the second week in October or so before we start seeing them. But they are seeing some small ones showing up in the inside already. So which is a good sign, uh, but just not many keepers, you know, there's just not many keeper trout in them. You, you go and lean his lagoon over there and catch, you know, you can catch trout all day long, but just not going to get, you know, maybe one or two keepers out of them. So, you know, with that said, yeah. I would still be trying to get to the outside. Um, uh, and we had a guy, well, he didn't launch here, but I saw a picture of a guy who was wade fishing on Curly who had a nine pound, four ounce speckle trout that he caught, uh, and it was 31 inches long. That was a monster fish. Wade fishing on Curlew. So they're there. You just got to, you know, just got to be patient, I guess, to get them. <laughs> so, but Don, yeah, with and that be willing good, to burn the gas and make the run. Right on. Hook one more up, thing before you it. go, Rob. I got one more. Yes, sir. I got one more question before you go. Yeah. We're two weeks away from the teal season. Biloxi uh, Wildlife Management Area at times can hold a lot of teal if that tick weed is good. Did the storm damage the submerged aquatic vegetation out there too badly and if you had anybody no, out there no. doing any teal scouting um you know my my brother told me they saw some teals around lake eugene um and over in that that northern part i mean that, that eastern part of that marsh which don usually those teal that's way out like that around scout pass are just passing through and going towards venice they don't usually stop and stick around here but not seeing a whole bunch of teal but no, the storm did not, t- you know, destroy the grasses. 
um, up around Bayou Sioux and back up in Grandy, you know, up in that heart of that marsh line, mm-hmm. Stumble Green. Right, right. Yeah, no, it did not. It did not destroy that grass. The grass is still there, sticking and ever. But you know, um, but you know how teal season is. You could have none today, and tomorrow they'd be in there <laughs> yeah. like bees. You know, what I mean that that's just that's just teal season. Yeah. That's the way it works. You know, um, but but they did see some they did see some green wings on the outer end of the marsh. Uh, and some blue wings up in the uh, up in the inside of the marsh. So, um, you know, those birds just don't. I don't know. They just don't mix. It looks like they, you know, <laughs> you know, just because they teals don't mean they mix. So, but uh, not seeing a whole whole bunch of them yet. But I I suspect in the next week here, or so they're going to be. You know, they should start. If this front makes it down here, they should be in front of this front. You know. So, but um, to answer your question, Don, not a whole whole bunch, but. Like again, like I said, again, you could not you could go out there today and no not see one, and tomorrow they just be that. That's just that's just the way teals are. So, you know. Yeah, well, uh, but the if, important if thing is the vegetation. I will there, let you know, you know for next week. Yeah, the vegetation is there. Yeah, sounds they, good, Ron. They do have they do have uh, food to eat. So, all right, talk to you next week, Great. Don. All right. Yes, bye-bye. sir. Take care, Robbie. Try to stay cool. All right, Robbie Campo down at Campos Marine in Shell Beach. All right, when we come back, boy, i got a ton of information for you, and we get some text messages in to share with you. You can send your 260-1870 where you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, our text in line is 504-260-1870. I want to thank all of you each week who get up and text in your questions, your comments, and information you share with some of our fellow listeners. Uh, got Justin and Gentilly. He's in first. He said, the heat has worn us down. Yes, it has, my friend. Yet us spirits are up, and uh, he enjoyed the Bayou Wild TV LSU edition. The show gets better every season. Well, thank you for that, Justin. Uh, that's what we try to do. And this week's show is about three lady coaches, lady tiger coaches at LSU, all got together for fishing. Dee Dee Bro and our fellow lady coaches, by the way, who, who is retiring. Anyway, there's also a really good uh, salsa verde swordfish recipe that Martha Spencer and uh, Mark Johnson from LSU, he's a chef out there, uh, got together and whipped up. That's called Purple and Gold Fishing is this week's episode. Now, next week, uh, premiering on Thursday at 7 p.m. on Cox Sports, uh, the big fish story. It is the biggest fish ever recorded caught in Louisiana, and you will hear it from the man who caught it and the people who were with him that shared that catch. So that's going to be on Bayou Wild TV, and that's just part of what's ahead for Season 5. I'll get to some more upcoming uh, episodes that you'll see too. But I want to remind you, hunting seasons gets going. Uh, actually started on the 1st here in Louisiana with a nutria season, but nobody gets really fired up about that. It doesn't make headlines, but there are some dedicated nutria hunters out there, and it goes all the way through February. But in the three-state area of Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, dove hunting both the north and south zones today in Louisiana, uh, both the north and south of Mississippi. Now, only the north zone in Alabama opens up. Their, north, their south zone will open on September. We've got... Teal, rail, and gallon will all coming up later this month, as well as uh, squirrel season. And Mississippi has a, a private land-only youth squirrel hunt, which uh, takes place on September 24th. Hard to get motivated about sitting in the woods when it's this hot, but, boy, if that little front could just get down here and we'll really get things going. By the way, if you're going to be bringing your retriever out there today in those hot dove fields in the afternoons, it is going to be sweltering out there. Make sure you got plenty of water and ice, and keep an eye on that dog. Watch his behavior. 
some of the younger dogs that haven't learned to pace themselves, they can burn up quick and, and get in serious trouble. So take care of the dog. Speaking of dogs, I found something very interesting this week. It's called 20 Rules for Owning a Gun Dog. And really it could apply to, to any dog, but some really neat words of wisdom. And each week I'll share a few with you. And the first ones I want to tell you about is, number one, spend time with them each day. You are their everything. And I think we overlook that. We take our dogs for for granted sometimes. They're there all the time, but they're always focused on you. you. You're their whole world. We've got lots of other things to do and see. It's a great big wide world. But for a dog, you're it. So spend time with them each day. Great advice. Also, number two, don't hide your excitement. The kid in you. You want to see it in them? They love to see it in you, too. Get get on their level. Have fun. Number three, your expectations of a bird dog are high, but their expectations of an owner are higher. Remember, you're, you're their everything. They look up to you. And finally for this week, and I've got lots of these over the weeks. We'll be sharing them with you. Don't sleep on it. Take them to the vet. Yeah, when in doubt, see the vet. It always pays off. Can't, Rick, what damage could it do if it's not as bad as you think? All right, and speaking about these dogs, I've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now. A fellow by the name of Fred Rayner, he was on the show a couple of weeks ago. He is what is known as a snake breaker. He conducts snake avoidance clinics for dogs. And he's coming to Louisiana. This doesn't happen very often, so you've got an opportunity to bring your pet all you do is show up with the dog on a leash and 50 bucks, of which the proceeds will be benefiting the Louisiana Taxidermy Association. And this is going to be Saturday and Sunday, October 10th and 11th at the Bonnie Carey Spillway, just over the East Levee entrance right there in Norco. It'll start at 7 a.m. and go till into the afternoon sometime. But if you call Fred, he will give you, you pick the date and the time he's got open. He said it takes no more than 10 or 15 minutes per dog. It's very quick. He uses live defanged snakes to train your dog with. Um, and you want to get on, and I'll give you his phone number a couple of times this morning. It's just call Fred at 830-992-0252. That is on my website at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. If you don't have time to write it down and you're driving, uh, 830-992-0252. And give him a call and lock in your date on October 10th and 11th. And I'm bringing two of mine out there. Trust me, I've had two dogs bitten by cottonmouths. And this is a whole lot cheaper than the vet. And, you know, one of the added bonuses to this that people don't think about, when you learn to recognize your dog's reaction when it, after it's been trained to avoid snakes, its behavior, that is a warning to you about a snake in the area and could tip you off and maybe save you some some heartache, too. So, anyway, if you want to get in on it, call Fred. I don't know. He'll let you know when it's full up. They're all only limited entries he can take. And you can come from anywhere. It's 892 and I'll see you out there. All right, coming back after this, uh, I'm going to give you some opportunities, some places that were announced by Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries for some public dove hunting. Boy, I tell you, paid fields this year have been tough. I can't find any. i got people calling me every day wanting to know where's a place to go pay to dove hunt. Can't help them. Maybe you can help us. Texas, 5080187. After this, on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network.
We have a few uh, announcements to pass along about public dove hunting. This came out kind of late, but the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries in Louisiana does have available a field near Boyce in Rapides Parish uh, for opening day. That'll be today. And there are several wildlife management areas that have dove fields on them. Now, for the Boyce tract, uh, they're going to start issuing the permits at 10 o'clock this morning, and the shooting hours begin at noon. This is located on Louisiana Highway 8. And there are 70 acres of harvested corn, probably going to be a few birds there. They don't allow ATVs, so don't bring it, but you can bring your retrieving dog. Again, the permit is going to be $10 for people 18 and older. If it's under 18, it's absolutely free. And one of the requirements to hunt there is non-toxic shot only. You're going to have to use steel or bismuth or one of the non-toxic. No lead will be allowed, and it has to be size number 6 are smaller. I don't know why anybody would want to use anything bigger than number six for dove hunting anyway. All right, that, uh, the dove hunting field that normally you, a lot of you have hunted in, in DeRitter in the past few years is not going to be open. There was damage due to Hurricane Laura. Now, here's a list of some of the wildlife management areas that have dove fields or dove hunting opportunities on them. Bayou Pierre, Bodcar, Buff, Clear Creek, Elbow Slough, Loggy Bayou, Point of Shen, Richard Yancey, Russell Sage, Sabine, Sandy Hollow, Sherburn, and West Bay. You might want to check the regulations pamphlet to find out exactly where those locations are for any special regulations that may be different from outside hunting. Remember, on WMAs, hunting conditions and regulations can be different. Here's what you need if you're dove hunting. You've got to have a basic license, and don't forget that HIP, that Harvest Information Permit that is required. It's uh, Well, <laughs> it's kind of a crazy story. Uh, up until a week ago, you had to pay $2 for it because that was the convenience fee. It's a free permit, but you had to pay that for the Internet service, uh, which I did. Then they came out last week and said that they're going to waive the fee, so it's free. So you can go online, get your HIP permit. And that, with your basic license, is what you'll need for most areas. Now, if you're hunting on a wildlife management area, you also have to have one of those WMA hunting permits. So you'll need those three things on a WMA for sure. And, uh, you know, may as well get them knocked out. Now, if you have a lifetime license uh, don't or a senior license, uh, all of that's covered, except for that HIP. You need to get that each and every year. They, it's a questionnaire. They ask you about migratory bird hunting, and it helps them manage seasons a little bit better. All right, uh, fish kill. We had uh, at least one fish kill has been reported in Lake Charles itself in the lake. Uh, the Wildlife and Fisheries is there, and they're assessing it now, collecting some samples, and going to determine what species will be impacted and how badly the number of fish are that have been lost. I remember doing Hurricane Andrew, which came up the Atchafalaya Basin. It was estimated somewhere between 180 and 200 million fish of all species were were lost. And what happens when you get these uh, tremendous amounts of rainfall and, and salt storm water coming in, uh, it carries organic matter into the bayous, canals that connect the lake. Sometimes it's got uh, high amounts of dissolved oxygen. And what happens is it suffocates the fish. And also those winds and rain can, can sometimes change the temperature so quickly that the fish and other species can't survive. If you happen to suspect that an area that you see, you see a lot of dead fish floating or fish on the surface just trying to breathe, uh, you might want to go to the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries website and look on, they've got a special fish kill webpage on things to do and how to report fish kills. 
All right, very good. I got some more text messages I'll be back to share with you. We got some more fishing reports coming up live with some of our field reporters. And we finally got something on our outdoor calendar that's not a cancellation. It's the first in a series of Kysik Kayak Fishing Tournaments. Back with all of that and a little bit more right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, welcome back in, and uh, we get text messages throughout the show. We love to hear from you listeners. Tell us where you are, who you are, what you got going on. Got questions, comments, uh, information that will help our fellow listeners? Well, we always welcome that. Again, it's 504-260-1870. Here's one that comes in from a veterinarian listener. Don, as a vet, those first four rules for owning a gun dog could apply to any dog. I see them broken every day. It's so sad. Where can we see the whole list? That's from Dr. Dan. Um, I will have that posted sometime next week on my website, the whole list. I had thought about doing that and didn't get around to it, uh, and I will certainly do that. And my website is dontheoutdoorsguy.com, and I'll have that up probably by at least the middle of the week. Uh, Here's one that says, uh, good morning, Don. One thing aggravating me this week in Lake Morapah, North End, bird lines out in the lake not being ran and dead fish floating on the lines, I guess that must mean bait lines or jug lines or bird line. I've never heard it called a bird line. Uh, people need to have the courtesy to run the lines if they bait them. Yeah, that's definitely for sure. I mean, it's just common courtesy and decency. All right, here's one. Will Delacroix ever recover from two years of high river? Even with the river low for the last few months, it just ain't the same. Well, only time will tell. Certainly, Delacroix is one of those habitat areas that have definitely changed uh, with a lot of fresh water in that area, and uh, it's reflected in the catches, no question. Uh, here's one says, oh, can't wait to hear you show every Saturday morning. Keep it up. Well, we'll keep it up as long as we can. Thank you for the compliment. Really appreciate that. All right. uh, here's one that says, let's see, um, Justin was right. It is hot. But uh, can do a segment on urban wildlife, coyotes, I'm sorry, coyotes, boars, alligators, possums, raccoons, feral dogs and cats, and the laws regulating their presence, and maybe the pros and cons of having them around, like possums. They're great to have around. They're just kind of scary looking. I agree with that. Uh, Yeah, that's very interesting. Uh, We have uh, got a lot of wildlife living amongst us uh, here in the areas of the cities, and I have seen coyotes in downtown Baton Rouge. They're they're pretty much in all the the urban areas. You just don't see them. They are pretty slinky and secretive and come out mostly at night. All right, we're going to pause 10 seconds for a quick station identification pause, and when I come back, uh, we're going to uh, take a look at the kayaks uh, that's coming up. Right after this quick 10-second station ID, you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. I want to remind you, registrations are still being taken for the first-ever Kysik Kayak Series Fishing Tournament. It's going to be held October the 3rd, Pontchartrain Yacht Club in Mandeville. You can go to Kysik, that's K-Y-S-E-K, dot com, and find out all the information. going to be cash prizes awarded to each division winner. There are several species that are eligible, and you can find out more information, again, at Kysik.com. Uh, There is going to be a series of these, and one of the grand prize winners will actually take home a brand-new Kysik K-12 kayak. So if you're a kayaker, you like to fish tournaments, uh, go check it out. You can get all the information at kysik.com. That's K-Y-S-E-K 
Com. Right, we got a break to take. We'll be right back after this. And I got a question about any reports out of Grand Isle. They are coming up shortly with Captain Darrell Carpenter. Well, you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. They're joining us now, and we have been we've got people asking for reports out of Grand Isle. And Darrell, what can you tell us as far as post Laura fishing this week? I, you know, unfortunately, this is going to be a bad weekend to get a gauge because the tide is so, so bad and only you know, a one point. Uh, average, foot average tide range, and that's almost nothing. So what can you tell us about what led up to, to this weekend, this week, fishing-wise? Well, Don, it started off right after the storm a little bit slow. Uh, it's been picking up a little bit each day. Like you said, we got to deal with whatever water we got moving. Uh, water's been gorgeous. Water cleared up, at, at least-wise, on our end. Uh, four Bayou, we hit it a couple of days ago, and the further east you went, the muddier it got. Of course, that was when we had that west wind blowing. I'm telling you, there's not a ripple on the water this morning. Uh, yesterday was pretty good. The bait situation's a little bit bad. Uh, very few shrimp, if any. And when they do have them, usually they're trucking them in from elsewhere. But the good thing is the, the, the fish, you know, they got to eat what's there. So they've been pretty good on the Cockahoe menace. Um, they haven't been real hard on the plastic, which surprised me as, as clear as the water is. Uh, most of our fish, most of the fish that we've been catching have been up on the front on the beach. Um, we did we did run inside a little bit what day before yesterday, and all up around that St. Mary's Point area, and all you got to fight the little fish, fight the little ones to get some good keepers with the crowd up in there. And the good thing is the, uh, the redfish have been showing up as well as I've been I'm still seeing a lot of cobia coming back too for the guys that are venturing just a little bit offshore. But the redfish have been getting a little bit better, a little bit thicker. Um, I know the whites put a hurting on some of them late yesterday, right before dark. And then um, and then the, the bulls and the passes have been just great. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm trying to see, find out where these boat waves I'm encountering is coming from. But so if I'm standing a little scattered around, it's because I'm trying to multitask. But uh, but no, uh, it, it's been it's been decent. I, I'm not going to say you know you get a boat here and a boat there that sits down in the right place. And, and when that boat sits down in the right place, they'll do their 75 fish or whatever. Uh, we've been we've been averaging at 30 or 40. Last now uh, we have got what appears to be from the forecast some pretty decent conditions to take advantage of this little short extension of the red snapper season. What can you tell folks that would like to go out? Maybe they don't have a big boat, but because of the conditions this weekend, they might be able to make a run out. What direction could you point them in to pick up some late season, last minute red snapper? Well, Don, I, I you know typically, uh, typically this time of the year, running as a charter boat, we were always looking for those bigger red snappers, so we were always going deep into the canyon. However, I, I know my neighbors and a few others have been hitting the red snapper fairly regularly on these weekends, and in fact, they went yesterday. And uh, I'm being told that even the party box, uh, which is right here close, I mean, you're, you know, within 10, 12 miles of the coast, the, the party, the Grand Isle parties has had a lot of red, uh, lot of red snapper in it. Now, they're not going to be the 16-pound, 15, 16-pound red snapper. This time of the year, those rigs are going to have, you know, some, some legal ones and some barely legal ones. But they're right there close, so if you want to go grab them, you can grab them and just – you know, somebody in a, in a in a small bay boat, you just you got to watch the weather. You got to be careful. It's best to buddy boat with somebody else. 
but one of the other things with that that I've been seeing a lot of is, like I said, the, the cobia is still really thick. It's been a really good year on them. So if you're going out there in a small boat that you normally don't carry a gaff on, you might want to you might want to invest in a gaff and have it with you because you never know when three or four cobia is going to poke up poke their head up in front of you. Yeah, and uh, Dow Triggerfish is reopened. You know, <laughs> I never thought I'd see the day where we had a Triggerfish closed season, but it is open now. Uh, what is your thoughts on Triggerfish? Do you welcome them? Do you like them? And uh, how far out you got to go to get Triggerfish? Ah, Triggerfish are kind of like like everybody else thinks of sheephead. You know, they. I mean, when you start dealing with them, they're tough to deal with. They're tough to clean. They stink. They smell like a shark, but <laughs> they're delicious and good to eat. Um, I mean, triggerfish, I'd put them on the boat in a heartbeat. Watch your fingers on those. I, I think it's probably one of the things that, you know, probably right next to a table saw, it's one of the things that will take a finger off real quick. But, uh, but no, I mean, just small hooks with, with shrimp or squid. And you can, I mean, a triggerfish is open, for God's sakes, take advantage of it. Because, you know, we're not getting much of them these days. And uh, But like I said, just small hooks, a little bit of chumming, and they're coming right into the boat. You could almost do it with a hand line sometimes. They're, they're, you know, they're just real curious fish, and they'll come right up to the edge of the boat and eat everything you throw at them. Yeah, and uh, any other advice you got for folks that are headed out on this, uh, this basically no-tide day? No, just whenever you've got a little bit of tide running, you know, when you've got a situation where you've got a little bit of tide running, what you typically do is look for somewhere that will concentrate it, whether it be, you know, if this wind starts blowing a little bit, whether it be points or, or cracks in the islands if you're in the marsh, something that will concentrate with a little bit of water you've got running um, because it's, you know, it just it's going to speed it up and make it do a little bit better when you put it in a concentrated area. Um but you know, uh, sometimes you just got to deal with what, what Mother Nature hands you. And if it's a if it's a dead tide day, you just gotta you gotta deal with it and, and just know that, you know, like I said, sometimes a thirty forty fish day is a good day. Darrell, I'm gonna leave you with this, and, and you being a, a a recovering offshore fisherman will understand the significance of this. Uh, there was a crew uh, that caught a one hundred and five pound black grouper the other day. It's no mistake; it is a black grouper, a hundred and five pounds. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, aside from that's a trophy catch. That's some darn good eating. Uh, and yeah, you know that's the that's the part that I that's the part I miss the most about the offshore stuff. Now that I don't do it for a living anymore, is, is the is the what do I have on the end of my line? And you never know until they pop the top of the water. That's that's the real interesting part. Yeah. Well, this would almost double the current first place black grouper that was caught in Louisiana. Now, I don't have all the details as far as if it was a single angle that caught it. It hasn't passed muster yet for our official Louisiana Outdoor Rider Association records, but it is one heck of a fish. Yep, and irreg- yeah, like I said, irregardless whether it quote-unquote passes the muster or not, it's, a, it's one heck of a fish and something to crow about. All right, Darrell, if somebody wants to get a hold of you and get in on some uh, fall fishing that's coming ahead, tell them how to get a hold of you. Well, they can reach me on your website at dontheoutdoorsguy.com. I've got my website at realscreamers.com. Or just call on the phone, 225-937-6288. All right, my friend, thanks so much for keeping us up to date on what's happening in Grand Isle. Have a great weekend and a little extended weekend. we got the Labor Day holiday Monday. Thank you, sir. Y'all have a good weekend. All righty. Thank you. Captain Darrell Carpenter, realscreamers.com. All right, yeah, that was a 105-pound black grouper that was caught uh, by a crew that kind of specializes in in those exotic species. I mean, if you're going to fish offshore for a living and be a charter boat out 
but you got to know what's available and what you can catch and keep and what you can't. And these guys have been managing to do that, and this is really an outstanding. I'll, I'll try to get this picture up on my website so you can see it next week. Uh, by the way, I, I got a fishing report in from uh, Martha Spencer. The show was nice having Martha on with us last week. It had been so long since she co-hosted the show. She's been very busy uh, fishing with Southern Catch Charters. Uh, they stay booked there, and October is uh, no slouch. She's going to be gone almost the entire month there. But she does send me little reports from time to time, and they're doing the shrimp boat uh, tuna fishing today. You know, they, you go out by the shrimp boats when they call their catch. A lot of times it attracts a lot of fish. Uh, the, the customers they have are looking for some action, so it's a little early for shrimp boat tuna fishing, but they're going to give it a shot and uh, try to catch some blackfin tuna, the little smaller ones, and also some bonitas. So good luck to you, Martha. She said the seas are looking pretty solid for you recreational anglers. Very good. All right, uh, we're getting close to the top of the hour. We come back. we still got another hour to go. We'll have fishing reports from Captain Mike Gallo, who's born on the bayou with his new theme song. We've also got uh, Brendan Bayard due to give us a paddler's report. And uh, Captain Ryan Lambert, Cajun Fishing Adventures down in Buras, Louisiana, will update us on the latest there. Also going to tell you about a, this is a really neat idea, a squirrel hunting seminar for beginners hosted by Baton Rouge's uh, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. So I'll fill you in on that. Got fishing reports. Oh, and don't let me forget to do the bad boy segment. Two guys caught cheating in a bass tournament. Not just any bass tournament, but a charity benefit tournament got caught and, uh, Cited for contest fraud, which is actually a felony in Louisiana. We'll have details for you. It's our bad boys of the outdoors. I'm going to let uh, Reed Allen sing you out here, and we'll be back with our number two of the outdoors with Don Dubuque. Radio and welcome into our number two of our program this morning. Still got a lot of things to talk about. Going to cover those uh, two new duck zones. Uh, it's actually just gone east and west. It's going to be two. Different zones for hunting ducks, uh, season dates, and splits can be set separately for those two. Uh, we're no longer going to have the three that we have now, east, west, and coastal. It will strictly be east-west zone. That decision was announced at the Wildlife and Fisheries Commission this week in uh, Baton Rouge. Uh, we also have some more fishing reports coming up from Captain Mac- Mike Gallo. He'll join us momentarily. Also uh, talk to Brendan Bayard and Ryan Lambert and how they're going to deal with this very, very low, low tide range this weekend, which is going to really kind of put a damper on the fishing activity. However, fish will be caught. They'll still be feeding, but uh, wouldn't look for the, the, the big, big, numbers particularly this weekend even though we got light winds and some otherwise pretty good conditions uh, we've also got a story to tell you it's uh, what we call bad boys of the outdoors been doing this for 31 years now uh, we get people who blatantly and intentionally break the law uh, sometimes these things are just uh, outrageous and hard to believe uh, this time we've got a, a team, couple of team members who are accused of cheating in a charity bass tournament that which constitutes contest fraud in fishing and hunting contests in Louisiana, a law that was adopted several years ago. We'll tell you what they're facing if they are convicted of that. Also, we, uh, I want to tell you about the, the, the gator hunt we did. We did an alligator hunt down in uh, the island in Paradis, Louisiana. It's huntytheisland.com, a great place. They've got exotics. They've got bird hunting. They've got duck hunting, frogging, alligator hunting, you name it, everything but turkey hunting down there. And uh, we invited a, a personality, and I guess the only way I can describe this guy, he is a social media Cajun comedian. And it's DJ Rhett. When I say that name, a lot of you recognize him. You've seen him do these Cajun dubbed-in weather reports and uh, movie clips and things like that. He's quite a talent, very nice guy. 
And uh, he, he went on the alligator hunt with us, and uh, he had some antics that he put on down there. You'll see it on an upcoming edition of Bayou Wild TV. You certainly want to be tuned in for that one. Maybe we'll get DJ to come on the air with us the week before and, and talk more about it. But uh, he just adds so much to it and makes it so much fun to be around the guy. All right, uh, that's uh, part of uh, Season 5 of Bayou Wild TV. And if you want to know where you can watch it, well, number one, you can watch it on YouTube anywhere, anytime. All of our past episodes are at BayouWildTV.com, and we have a whole list of broadcast and cable channels and systems that carry it. On our website, you'll find all the locations. Also on my website at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. All right, so we got all of that stuff to talk about today and the rest of the morning, and uh, also I've given you an excuse if this bad tide, you just blame it on no tide range if you go out and you blank out and don't catch any fish today. Hopefully we're going to talk to Rad Trasher just before we go off the air. A lot of you know Rad. Rad is the CCA Star Tournament Director. Uh, Labor Day, it wraps up this weekend. This is the final weekend, and we'll get some of the highlights. Now, what is undetermined at this point is whether they will have that big star awards banquet at Live Oak Arabians in Baton Rouge. They've had it for so many years. What a wonderful event where they present all the prizes, the boats, the gift certificates. Uh, they've got a great meal out there, and, boy, there are some fish stories told there. And uh, hopefully Rad is going out snapper fishing. He's trying to get his last licks in on the red snapper, so he may be out of range, but hopefully we can get him. Uh, next week we plan on talking, or the next couple of weeks, we plan on talking to Julie Grunwald. She is the director for Hunters for the Hungry, and they're getting ready for the Clean Out Your Freezer Day on September the 20th. And I can't tell you how important this year's event will be, given the circumstances with so many people because of the pandemic. Uh, throw in the Hurricane Laura's devastation. There are a lot of people who are in need of, of, of good, pro, high-protein meals, and you can certainly help uh, at the same time. Get that freezer clean. Get it ready because you know you're going to go out there and refill it with some doves and squirrel and rabbit and ducks and deer and geese and uh, exotics and everything else, and including fish. They do take fish donations, too. So if you've got fish and, you know, who likes to keep fish too long in a freezer? It's best to get it fresh as you can, but if not, it's frozen as just as, as recently as you can. And if it's been st- stored in there for a long time, put it to good use and make that donation. You'll be hearing from Julie. She has done a fantastic job. Uh, since she's take over the executive directorship of that organization. Hunters for the Hungry, you can also check a mark on your hunting license, and you can make a donation to them, too. All right, all that being said, we're coming back. We got him, the forensic fisherman we call him, Captain Mike Gallo. Angling Adventures of Louisiana going to tell us all about fishing Lake Pontchartrain, Lake Bourne, Lake Catherine, Biloxi Marsh, Nine Mile Point, all of that stuff over in that neck of the woods. Back with his reports after this time out. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque. Radio Network. And I hear him coming, Captain Mike Gallo. His reports, by the way, are a presentation of CETO. You know them. They're, some people call them AAA on the water. They'll come get you when you need them. Rescue 24-7, fuel drop-offs, uh, jump-start you if you got an electrical problem. Whatever it takes to get you back up and running or towed into the dock it's called Peace of Mind. $179 is a whole year's worth of it, then it's renewable from there on out. A couple of easy ways to do it. Call Captain Chris. Uh, maybe you can talk to Colleen. 504-301-4545. That's 301-4545. Or you can do it all online. Just go to CETO.com. 
And then when you go fishing with Captain Mike, he's got a sea toe. You feel good about it if in case he breaks down. But he never breaks down. Mike's got good equipment. <laughs> Mike, where's your good equipment taking you this morning? Are you going fishing with this wreck tide situation or giving it a little break? I'm going to give it a break today with the very small tide. I'll do some work on the spots and dots dock. I did fish several times during the week. Obviously, earlier in the week, there was more tide movement, and the fishing was much better. I did very well throwing shrimp under a cork for redfish in the Biloxi Marsh. We did kind of concentrate on smaller bayous that had a little more water movement. Then towards midweek, I had a fish. I had a trip with um, Gerald Gaspard, our good friend from Pure Fishing. He retired, but he's still kind of helping out with uh, some of the new products that are coming out. His replacement, nice fellow from over in the Panhandle, named Kevin, came in and we snuck out for a trip. With not much water movement, I decided to try some of the gas wells in Lake Bourne, and we found a nice white trout bite. We fished with some new Berkeley gulp on the bottom. Had to move it real slow, but um, caught a nice mess of white trout. We also had four speckled trout mixed in with them. Only two of those four were keepers. And we decided we had enough speckled trout, or white trout rather. We decided to move into the marsh, see if we could catch some redfish. The tide was starting to move a little bit better towards mid-morning, and we did have a very successful redfish outing. So it was a, a good trip for us. Today, like you said, I would concentrate on some of the choke points, the smaller bayous, that are going to have some confined water and, um, you know, put the odds in your favor by getting some live bait and move, move several times until you find what you're looking for and then catch what you can before the bite dies out. Mike, you know, this kind of day, these kind of conditions, my thoughts turn to the L&N Bridge. What's been going on there? Usually you can get some water movement. The water's deep. It's a little cooler. Yeah, you're going to have to fend off some little hardhead croakers and hardhead catfish uh, on your line with live bait. But that might be a spot where you could end up with a fairly decent box of fish. What's been going on by the bridge? Yeah, that's definitely one of the choke points that I was talking about. Um, I see boats there just about every morning when I go out. It certainly is a, a community spot, and it's it's one of the better spots when the tide is moving slower. And even on a normal tide day, you have to wait till it slows down and starts to turn around before that area seems to pick up. And today's that type of day where the water is going to be moving slow most of the day. And I would also mention that the Pearl River is going to be slower moving water. It's nice and deep. There's a bridge, same same railroad over close to Lake Bourne. So there's quite a few opportunities, unknown passes, deep water, Miller's Bayou, deeper water, confined water. So all of those areas would be an opportunity to find some moving water, live shrimp on the bottom, and it wouldn't surprise me a bit if people caught decent amounts of fish. Great advice, Mike. Uh, by the way, uh, someone who had visited your lodge recently paid you a very good compliment. They said that view from atop your lodge 
uh, you know, looking over the marsh, uh, the, the, the basically the big branch wildlife refuge on the east, and then looking back to the west uh, over the, the canal, the Salt Bayou Canal, it's, it's breathtaking, especially doing sunrise and sunset. So you've got a real good compliment there. If somebody wants to come stay and see that for themselves and then go fishing with you, tell them how to do it. Well, very simple. You can find me on DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. My website is aaofla.com, or you can call us on the telephone, which is 985-781-7811. Sounds very good, Mike. Uh, Get your work done, my friend, and uh, we will catch up with you again next week. All right, Don, we'll talk to you then, and uh, y'all have a good day. All righty. Mike Gallo, forensic fisherman, we call him. If you, if you can't find him, he will, and he'll figure him out. Stay on him till he does. All right, coming back after this, those of you who like to get up close and personal with your fish, you fish them from kayaks, pirogs, canoes, Tom Sawyer rafts. Brendan Bayard joins us. He's got the Paddler's Report next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, we are awaiting a report with uh, Brendan Bayard. He may have some trouble getting through to us because Brendan's usually on the water in a kayak, uh, pedaling and also talking to us by way of his cell phone. So as soon as we'll get him, we'll have that report for you. If not, I've got some information he sent me to pass along. I did get some text messages in. Uh, Greg Meyer, he's down in Braithwaite. He said that uh, you mentioned Outdoor Writers Association. I think it would be a great idea to have a gathering with those of us who – are fortunate enough to have caught Louisiana state records and registered with their association. Could you imagine the stories that would be going on in that room? Well, that is a wonderful idea, Greg, and I'm glad you thought of it because I'm not only my member of that association, I'm also on the fish records committee and we have a convention and a conference once a year and we meet somewhere in the state this year's, unfortunately, like everything else due to the pandemic was canceled but perhaps next year, we, we usually have some seminars, and I think what we would do instead of inviting a speaker is invite as many state record holders as we can to come and share stories in the same room. And what happens, it gives the writers information for their newspapers, their publications, their social media outlets, and I think that that's a fantastic idea, and I'm going to follow up on it, Greg, and I hope to see you when we do that. It should be sometime. It'll be about almost a year from now before we get that next one up and running. All right, here's one that says, I'm launching at the Wrigley's Marina. Boats are lined up to launch. <laughs> yeah, uh, even though there's not much tide, everybody's got time today, and the conditions otherwise would be good. If we if that front would have just made it through and dropped the temperature, uh, we'd be in business for today. Uh, so it should be a fun and busy fishing day today. Uh, they haven't fished in a bunch of years. Hopefully they can do some catching and not just fishing. Well, like like I've been telling everybody, I've got your excuse for you. A point one tide range is horrible. So if you don't catch any fish, blame it on the tides, not your skill level. All right, uh, here's what we got from Brendan, since uh, it looks like we may not be able to get him. He's into the final weekend of STAR, as we all are, the statewide tournament at Anglers Rodeo, sponsored by Coastal Conservation Association. Uh, he's got a few buddies making a last-minute push. They're going to try to beat that 3.6 liter down in the Grand Isle Division for speckled trout from a kayak. From you know that, That's a special division they have, so good luck on that. Uh, fishing's been picking up for reds in the marsh. He got a really good report from Delacroix. Should get better as it gets cool in the next month. I'm all for that, Brendan. Uh, bull reds showing up in all the passes. They're just in time for the IFA Championship. Now, that is going to be uh, taking place in two weeks. Uh, Brendan will be fishing it, and he'll be reporting on it at the same time. 
Uh, they had to move it. It's a makeup tournament. It was canceled, of course, the week of Hurricane Laura. So what the uh, COVID-19 did not get, Hurricane Laura wiped out a bunch of other. We have just had the fewest events as ever, but yet fishermen and hunters have turned out in record numbers. It's just that the organized events have not been able to take place. Uh, so he says this year they're going to have three days of tournaments. Uh, they've also the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club, which is one of the sponsors, along with Massey's, of, of the report. Uh, they are um, planning Fall and Tide this week. It's going to be a catch photo and release event uh, on the Tourney X app is the app they use. The boundaries will be open to all of Louisiana 1 and Highway 23, which is the first time they've ever done that for this tournament. That's great, expanding the areas. Grand prize, Hobie 360 Paddlecraft, worth over 5 thousand dollars so if you're not a member of the bayou coast kayak fishing club and you haven't signed up yet to fish the fallen tide i do believe they have limited entries and i think they pretty much sell it out every year so you might want to get on the stick and check that out uh the paddle report by the way as i mentioned is a presentation of massey's outfitters they've got locations in mid-city of new orleans baton rouge also at the covington store now at the covington store uh, they're also doing some kayak rentals and they've got the finest line of Hobie kayaks and lots of other brands. They're getting shipments in daily. And uh, also, check it out. If you want to try before you buy, that's a great opportunity over there at the Massey's in Covington, where you can also rent the kayaks, too, in addition to purchasing them and all the equipment you could ever think of. So we thank Brendan and Massey's and the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club for that report that they provide for our paddling audience each and every week. All right, here's one, uh, another text message coming in. To Greg's point about getting fishermen and writers together, you're going to have to swear the fishermen to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth because they're fishermen and they do tell stories. Well, you know, like when I go out and speak, and particularly when I do kids at schools and different organizations, the thing I tell them, never good or right to lie when you're talking about fishing. God makes an exception who are fishermen. All right, with that, we're going to come back after this break. About some bad boys, we're talking about tournaments. Well, we had two guys that have been accused and cited for contest fraud in a charity bass tournament. They are the bad boys of the outdoors. Next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, I have a text comes in, says, Don, have you ever been involved in a new record deer harvest, one for the books? Uh, not that I can recall. Now, the deer records, the big game recognition program is not a uh, under the auspices of Louisiana Outdoor Writers Association. We work very closely with them to get that information out, but it's actually handled by the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, uh, which in, I believe, the other 49 states the fish records, official fish records, are handled by their state game and fish agency. It's different. We do things here differently in Louisiana with respect to a lot of things, and it's always been the Louisiana Outdoor Writers Association that has been the official um, keepers of the fish records, but not the big game records. Um, and generally what happens, Dave Moreland, who is a retired Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries employee, he worked in just about every division there and actually ran the wildlife division before he retired. Uh, he kind of takes that baby on and he goes out to shows in different places and gets the word out for people to bring the, the antlers in and the turkey spurs and beards, and he measures them officially and keeps those official records. And they've got it for typical racks, non-typical racks, uh, for bow hunting and also for rifle and 
black powder, the different categories in it. But to actually have been in on one, uh, no, I had the pleasure of doing that. And, boy, we, we've got some pretty unusual ones. And if you ever get a chance to go look at some of the records when he sets up, it's pretty impressive. All right, uh, we talked about a lot of tournaments coming up. Do not cheat in a tournament because if you get caught, the penalties can be severe. And you'll find that out when I come back right after this 10-second pause to tell you about our bad boys of the outdoors right after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Well, it seems that two contestants in the July 24th Fishers of Men Charity Bass Tournament held in Stevensville have been cited for violating a seldom-used regulation, fraud in a fishing contest. Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agents were advised that tournament officials and contestants believed that two of the contestants in that tournament knowingly violated tournament boundary rules. Their investigation showed that Wade Berg and Justin Lane knowingly fished outside the boundaries, weighed in their fish, which turned in first place prizes and trophies, valued at $5,562.50. After arrest warrants were issued, the pair turned themselves in and were booked into the St. Martin Parish Jail. If convicted of fishing or hunting contest fraud, where the value of the prize is more than $100, facing a maximum of $3,000 fine and up to a year in jail, and no doubt returning the illegally won prizes, are 42-year-old Wade Berg, Jr. of Morgan City, and 39-year-old Justin Lane of Homa, Louisiana, are bad boys of the outdoors. You know, those penalties, uh, while they are severe, you're talking about a turnaround of $8,000 between which they, they've lost, and I, I doubt that they'll get jail time. Uh, judges in this state very rarely give jail time for wildlife and fishery violations. But uh, what is really bad is the disgrace of cheating to win a charity fishing event. And I would hope that the second-place winners, who rightly sh- should share in that prize money now, we donate those winnings back to that organization. The Fishers of Men, uh, people on that tournament, work very hard to provide some uh, sorely needed funds. All right. Um, by the way, a lot of people don't realize it. Fishing or hunting contest fraud in Louisiana, um, it's uh, Title 14, RS 14-214. The crime of contest uh, hunting, fraud and hunting or fishing is an act of any person with the intent to defraud, make a false representation, an effort to win any prize awarded in any fishing or hunting contest. Now, the break-off is 100 bucks. If the prize is less than $100, well, then they'll be fined like $500 and could get six months of jail or both. But if it's over just $100, the offender can be fined no more than $3,000 and imprisoned with or without hard labor for not more than a year, or they could get both. Uh, so, you know, I, I think the key in this, if they are going to plead innocent, and take this to trial, I, I think the 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 burden is going to be on the prosecutor to prove that they knew they were in an area that was not considered legal. In other words, that they were out of boundaries, but they did not know that that was not part of the boundaries. Now, for some reason, the investigation led them to believe they did know, and they knew what they were doing and conscientiously did it. So we'll see what happens to that one. Ray, Wade Berg and uh, Justin Lane uh, cited for 
contest fraud in a fishing contest. All right, that's part of our bad boys. We got them every week. We never run low on them. There's always a story to talk about. All right, well, hopefully we're going to be able to get Rad Trasher before we go off the air and just kind of give us the latest on the big CCA star tournament. But before we do that, we got to talk to Ryan Lambert. He's got to be getting excited about a 3.9 river that is continuing to fall. That means some really good stuff for Lower Plaquemines Parish and St. Bernard Fishing. We'll tell you more about that right after we come back. On this three-minute break for the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And he'll be trading his plastic for non-toxic steel when the teal start flying in a couple of weeks. All right, let's get to Ryan Lambert's fishing report. Ryan, you got to be excited. Mississippi River, 3-9, maybe continuing to drop a little bit, but I'm not excited about this no-tide range, man. What's going on? Well, no, nah, we got a little tide range, but the river's going to six foot. <laughs> yeah, what? All that, all that. Yeah, all that water we got from the storm and the flooded in Arkansas last week. Well, this week, so it's going to six foot. So I'm not too excited about that part of it, but I'm excited about everything else. I mean, the teal are flying, and season starts a week from now, so I'm going to go watch the flight patterns today and check out exactly where I'll set up. And then uh, I think I'm going to do some fishing the next few days. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go off and uh, fish some some cobias and mangroves and hopefully some trout and reds, try to get a big slam going tomorrow. Yeah, that sounds like fun for a Labor Day holiday. That's how you spend your holiday yeah. fishing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with that? Yeah. That's what I do, buddy. That's what I do. But uh, there's, there's plenty of birds, so um, I think we'll be fine. The, the storm didn't kill the grass like I thought it would in the downriver. It kind of decimated a good bit of it because we had a storm sat right off in between South Pass and Southwest Pass for 12 hours. So it really hurt a lot of aquatic vegetation down there. But for some reason, my little leash got survived, survived it somehow. So I'll count my blessings and go build some blinds today. <laughs> Could it maybe be that some of this uh, silt that's laying down there and some of this new land formation and it's got vegetation growing, maybe that's starting to help as storm buffer and, you know, keeping the minimal storms from taking out all the feed? I mean, a few, couple of years ago, something like this, a big tide surge like that would have killed all the SAV, but looks like maybe it got protected this year. Well, a few places, the it was so high, it built it so high this year that the land sticking over a foot out of, the, out of the water, plus the aquatic vegetation, not the aquatic, but the duck potatoes, you know, they two foot high now. So the storm didn't get real high in those particular areas. It didn't burn it. You know, that salt water burns it all up. But, you know, the way the way it, the wind blew, it kind of pushed it toward the north and toward Delacroix and kind of gave us enough reprieve to where it didn't burn it all up. You know, I'm going to count my blessings and hope we don't get another storm in here because that's what makes it happen mm-hmm. for, for us all year. You know, you got to have aquatic vegetation and something for the eat or they won't stay there. So I think we'll, we've got fortunate. You know, one thing uh, I, I thought about this week, you know, how those, those snails down there, sometimes the ducks just love to eat those snails up there, pure protein. Those are the good snails. But where I was alligator hunting, I noticed I, I saw those apple sail, snail sacks, those little oh. pink things, you know, that come out of the water and those invasive. Do y'all, do y'all, have y'all seen those down in Lower Plaquemines? I don't recall seeing any down there. No, they don't like the salt water. But, you know, I even had them in my pond at the house this week uh, there. 
they're they're evasive and, and they're not good for much. I tell you that. Um, I've heard that the crabs, when you boil crabs in certain areas that have a lot of them, your, your crab water will turn pink from them eating those eggs and stuff. So that, that's not a good thing. So, um, huh? Who knew? I thought them. it was the crab boil that did. <laughs> <laughs> no, the crab boil's not pink; it's red. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> you know, you know, they say if you take those sacks. If you take a stick or something and you and you knock the sacks off the tree into the water, that they will die. That the water will actually right. kill them. Right, they'll kill you. While they're eggs, you got to knock them down into the water. You know, I'm sure they'll find some DNA or something that they can do about those. But they sure eat a lot of vegetation. I mean, they'll they'll you know around certain areas they'll eat it completely down. So, you know, that's an invasive and that's not a good deal. But we haven't had them down here. They don't like the salt. You know, the same thing with the jumping carp. They'll go all the way to the river, but they won't go out in the bays and stuff because they don't like that salt. So, you know, it's got to be pretty fresh, but they'll drive them back anytime you get a storm surge or any, anything like that. And that happens with a lot of different species. You know, the, the bass the bass can take a little bit of salt, but, you know, if you get a big old storm surge, it'll kill them. So we, got, we, we dodged a big bullet right there, you know, with both those storms. So we'll get out there. The boys are all going to fish uh, redfish today. And uh, I'll build blinds. And I, I really want to get all those trout. Now, the next full moon, you know, the next, uh, first of October is when the speckled trout will start moving inside. So we're, we're at a big transition right now. They'll be on the beach. They'll be at the, the, the rigs right offshore. And their next move is coming inside. So uh, it's our time of year, buddy. We're going we're gonna to take advantage of it. Yes, it is. How's the bull red fishing been down there? I imagine this is pretty much getting to prime time if you're looking for bull reds. And a lot of people are now. There's kind of a renewed interest in going out and catching bulls. Man, that 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 is one of the prime things that we have to do these days is go catch the bulls. But last week, you know, about five days before that full moon, they all just evacuated. They all went off to spawn on this full moon. And they'll gather up two miles offshore, and they'll just have a massive spawn on the night of the full moon, and and then they'll start dispersing again. So they'll be back in, you know, they'll start showing up again this week, and next week it'll be good again. But it's amazing. You know, everybody's catching them. I said, what the heck happened to the bull reds? Guys, if you only get them once a year, you got to be there. You know, they're not. They, they definitely going offshore, and they definitely gonna do it on that certain day. And I really thought it was gonna be the next full moon, but it happened this full moon. It was a little earlier than I thought, but Mother Nature is what she is. All right. Well, Ryan, before you go, I, I want to be the first to congratulate you on an award that has been so overdue for you. It's uh, it's not even funny. The Governor's Conservation Award for Volunteer Conservation Work uh, is going to you this year, and it's certainly very well deserved. And I mean, it's a year, it's an award that's given for a special effort during one year, but you have earned this over a lifetime, and you're to be congratulated. It's a very prestigious award. We don't know when it's going to be presented because of all the pandemic stuff, but at some point you're going to be getting that. Uh, hopefully, the eagle will be the one you get because you're certainly deserving of it. Congratulations. Oh. Thank you, buddy. I'm so honored to have that. You know, I, I work for, you know, I work to restore Louisiana, not for awards, but boy, I tell you, that's that's a great honor. You know, I, that's that particular one, especially, you know, that, that tells you a lot of people noticing what I'm doing, and and, and the land's growing, it's working, and and uh, I'm just honored to have it.
Congratulations. Ryan, if somebody wants to get a hold of you and uh, get in on some teal hunting, maybe you got some weekday trips open. Don't give them my spot, but if they want to book a trip, tell them how to get a hold of you. Yeah, you might have a couple of spots this, this split. Yeah, they can go to CajunFishingAdventures.com, or, or they can call me direct on my cell phone. I'll take the call, and we'll get them booked up at 504-559-5111. Do a cast and blast. Hunt the birds in the morning and catch the fish in the afternoon. See you next week. Yep, go and get out. All right, see you, buddy. All right, that's Captain Ryan Lambert, Cajun Fishing Adventures. All right, we come back. Hopefully we're going to make contact with Rad Trasher. Get a final goodbye to this year's 2020 CCA Star Rodeo and kind of tell you when the winners will be gathering to collect their prizes. Back with that right after this pause on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. In a couple of minutes, we're going to be talking to Rad Trasher, getting the kind of final wrap on the uh, Star Tournament, C-C-A-S-T-A-R, Star Tank Tournament, Angler's Rodeo. It's wrapping up this Labor Day weekend. We'll get some final thoughts about it from Rad. I want to get to a text messages or two. Uh, Justin said uh, that penalty should have been stiffer for the cheating in the Bass Tournament because they used his name in vain. <laughs> yeah, Justin, he... Didn't make many Justins look good on that. All right, I saw got this one from the Convent Hunting Club. They're checking in this morning. Rabbit season's here in just a few weeks. We've been running our dogs during the off-season, keeping them in shape, seeing lots of rabbits, and should be a good year, hoping for some cooler weather, which equals longer and longer hunts. Good luck to all the houndsmen out there. Well, final message for you houndsmen, and I'm going to – Text this this phone number to you at the Convent Hunting Club. I've been talking about Fred Rayner. He's coming on October 10th and 11th. I know the season's open, but if you just take a day, one of those two days and about 15 minutes of time to take your dog to the Bonnie Carey Spillway, he can become snake. He or she can become snake broke. He teaches snake avoidance training. He does it in about 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, if you make a $50 donation while you're there to the Louisiana Taxidermy Association, uh, you will have, leave with a dog that will avoid snakes like the plague. He does it with live snake training. They're harmless snakes, and uh, your dog will leave a, a better dog. And it'll also help you, too, because you'll know when snakes are in the area by the way your dog reacts. And the phone number for Fred, if you've got time to write this down, is 830 830- Nine nine two zero two five two. That's nine nine two zero two five two eight three zero. It's posted on my website, and I'll text that to you later on this morning. So thanks for that text. All right, time to get the red pressure. He's in the boat. He's ready to go. Red snapper fishing on these last couple of days. Red, I don't want to keep you long. Give us some highlights of this twenty twenty star tournament past, and what are we looking like for the the big awards banquet that we normally have at Live Oak Arabians, that beautiful setup out in Baton Rouge. Well, Don, thanks for having me. You know, look, the highlights are we had two tag redfish winners caught right off the bat uh, in the first week. We've had 11 fish caught, uh, about unregistered anglers throughout the tournament, one being actually last week over in uh, right outside of Campos. Um, so, you know, that's kind of been the story as far as trout go. You know, we've we've had some great catches come in, but you know the the, the story on this last weekend is is not over. Uh, I saw Verdreen just put second place out yesterday, uh, so they're still out there and there's still time. Uh, but I think that's kind of the big story. Other than that, we don't have anything that is just earth gonna you know that's unbeatable. So uh, it's still anybody's game, and I would imagine since I'm at a moment and it is flat calm, uh, my guess. Our email and fax machine is going to be busy over the weekend. 
Well, I know Brendan Bayard and a bunch of his buddies are out chasing that 3.6 liter speckle trout in the in the kayak category, so that's certainly doable. And as you mentioned, nothing's out of reach, really. Um, what? Give us the best update you can on the Star Awards banquet, because a lot of people, a thousand or so, look forward to coming to that every year. Absolutely. Look, it is, uh, and it is still the only event we have left on the calendar. Uh, if there's you know banquet thing that we can do, we. Uh, because it's an outdoor. Who knows? I'm going to end up telling the winners this week uh, to plan on being there. You got to collect your prizes anyway, and hopefully, I will have a thousand people cheering for you. Uh, if not, we'll probably turn it into some type of virtual event or, or a hybrid. But. I don't think we're going to make the call till September 15th or so uh, on the actual size of the event. Because uh, if you start looking at what happened yesterday uh, at the legislature with, you know, the, the start of hopefully uh, some sports in, in high school and things, uh, I think we're going to have the opportunity, and I think people are ready for it. Well, keep us posted, and we will pass that along to the audience. And, Rad, good luck today. Glad you got some nice, calm and uh, gentle seas to go out there and catch those snapper today. Have a good time, my friend. Thank you, sir. All right, Rad Trasher, the tournament director for the CCA Star Rodeo. All right, it's time for us to wrap it up. Boy, these two hours go by so, so quick on Saturday mornings. You got the whole Labor Day weekend, though. A lot of you are going to have an extra long day. You got that Monday to get out there. Dove hunting is open. Uh, we've got the tide going to start improving a little bit later on in the week, so maybe you can get back out there and make some good use of some of this fishing information we've been departing to you. Next week, we're going to have another special guest, Julie Grunwald, Hunt for the Hungry, talking about Clean Out Your Freezer Day. It's coming up in September, and got some teal reports. See you then on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.